Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Manier about how he is helping businesses increase customer relations and sales. From an international student to a retired semi-pro soccer player and former civil engineer resolving real-life architectural problems to an entrepreneur co-founder of The Greenhouse, solving e-commerce brands' digital marketing problems. Prior to The Greenhouse, Manier co-founded two e-commerce brands that failed. The third time's a charm, co-founding The Greenhouse while in his last year of college. Over the last two years, they have had the opportunity to work with more than 30 e-commerce brands on their email and SMS marketing and has helped generate about 20 million in sales. Welcome, Manir. Thank you, Virginia. Thanks for having me. That's one a hell of an intro. <laughs> so <clears throat> that being said, how did you kind of end up where you are? Well, the, it's a lot of definitely a lot of steps, a lot of walking. But uh, man, uh, I was born and raised in Morocco, came to America to, to, to finish my school, my education. My parents always wanted me to become an engineer due to the lack of opportunities in Morocco. So I decided to take you know, a different challenge and travel all the way to the US uh, with no English in my language toolbox. I uh, started from scratch, went to school, uh, graduated as a civil as as an uh, graphic designer first. Had minor in graphic design, and then when my English got a lot better, I've decided to follow my path. Well, my parents want me to do was become like an engineer. Uh, graduated as a civil engineer, and towards my last year of engineering, my co-founder and I met, which is my currently actually like girlfriend, and that's where we started exploring the entrepreneurial and the entrepreneurship path. Uh, we started two e-commerce brands, like you mentioned, that failed. And, uh, you know, third time a charm. Uh, it was always, the bigger picture was always to have a, an asset in a service, in a surface, service-based industry. So we definitely wanted to start a, uh, a marketing agency. And uh, we were able to, you know, successfully, we started with a business model at the beginning. We can dive deep into that later on. Uh, that failed as well. And then we were able to rebrand into the greenhouse where what we are right now and uh, successfully get into the place where we are. <laughs> so you, this is your third business that you've started with your girlfriend? Absolutely. Yes. How was that? Was that like good for the relationship going through all those challenges? It's, it's, it's amazing for the relationship. It's, it's a different side of, you know, each other that we kind of like learn about. Oh, and that was actually like the, uh, you know, our first date was basically my surrounding back then used to be full of engineers. And every time I'll talk about entrepreneurship, or I'll talk about starting a business or e-commerce, everyone in my surrounding will look at me and say, Munir, you're bragging right now. We don't want to hear about it. Oh, uh, <laughs> and then when Carrie and I met, uh, we met on a date through a dating site called Hinge. And I, I acknowledged through her profile that she had like marketing experience in e-commerce. And I was like, bingo, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> Carrie and I met our first day. Then I just started like picking her brain about the concept of like, you know, starting something together and just like e-commerce. And I had a little bit in my, you know, in my head, I had a little bit of information. So I was able to kind of like, you know, carry out the conversation, hold the conversation, all of that. But that sparked interest when I said, listen, like, I really want to do this differently than just like dating and do the typical, you know, what 
typically like couples do, just go on dates and, and go hike, go to dinner dates, da -da 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 -da. I was like, why don't we invest on each other and kind of like learn about something new together because, and then split roles. So you're in charge of one thing and I'm in charge of one thing. And then we help each other build something together that maximizes the output. Instead of just me doing it myself, now I have someone already, I already have a partner. I already have somebody else that I'm investing my time on. Why don't you invest in something else big and build something together? bigger um she was she was right she's just waiting for that person and i guess you know i was that person so uh we started it we sparked it and and that's you know that's how we took off but it definitely helped learn a lot about each other uh but also just you know focusing on different projects also just opened this uh different attraction you know, when when we look at each other, we just look at each other differently with a lot of respect, because when you have a partner, you got to treat your partners with a lot of respect. So more than the respect that you got to treat your girlfriend, obviously, in the first place. But that also just takes it like up notch. Gotcha. So who is your ideal avatar? Ideal client avatar. Our ideal client avatar. So here at the Greenhouse, we work a lot with e-commerce brands. So brands that sell a product online. Um, our ideal client avatar, uh, in terms of like revenue, um, they need to be generating at least 1 million a year in revenue. And that's how we can help them actually like see an impact within their email and retention marketing efforts. But also on top of that, they need to have a list size of 20K people in their email uh, list. Plus, because that's where the advanced email marketing segmenting and advanced retention marketing uh, uh, tactics come in hand. Uh, it wouldn't be as effective when you just starting out or you have a list of like, you know, zero to 10K. It's a little bit like hard to kind of like uh, split up those people and speak to them because at that moment, you just want to send to everybody and, you know, just nurture them all and grow that list at the beginning until you get it to like a point where it's like 20K, then you will see an impact from those. Uh, in the industry wise, we work with a lot of, you know, fashion apparel, jewelry, accessories, hair care, uh, hair extension, beauty and cosmetics, and food and beverage brands. Okay. How do you get in front of your ideal customer avatar? That's a really good question. Wow. It's uh, how do we get in front of them? Like to attract them? Is that what you meant? Yes. It's so funny. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you a story when we just start. When we just start out. So when we signed our first two clients, out of out of nowhere, the third, fourth, and fifth clients we got through. So there is this thing that brands do when it comes down to email marketing. Every brand signs up for their competitor or mm. someone they did they they look up to in the industry. They sign up to their email list so they can see what they're sitting about. They can see their email marketing like tactics, uh, the concepts, just to take like inspo from it. So we got our third and fourth and fifth client just through that because they signed up to the second client's email list. And as soon as they started receiving the emails when we took over the second brand's email list, as soon as they started receiving their emails, they reached out to the founder and they asked them who was doing your email marketing. Then the founder reached back and he said, hey, like there's this email marketing agency called the greenhouse run by Munir and Kerry, and they're the one they're really killing it uh they reached out they're like wow like uh then they reached out to us they're like hey we were in brand x you know without mentioning their name we were, we were in their email list and the copy is spot on the design is so digestible and like just right there like beautiful and we would like to work with you guys and um so that is one way but also 
were very active on LinkedIn. Uh, Carrie was able to build a name for herself in the marketing industry and the e-commerce too. So a lot of people know about Carrie and, and, and her background because she, she worked in the industry for a long time. Um, but yeah, we're very active on LinkedIn uh, content creation uh, because that's where a lot of founders hang out and a lot of like founding, you know, founder communities are. Uh, but we also like we're very active uh, within the event space. We like to go to events, networking events, conferences, uh, and just show up and and you know and 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 meet some new people and make some connections. Uh, that helped. That helped us a lot actually like, get in front of our ideal clients. That's cool. And the best thing is your word of mouth, right? Well, you know what? Uh, since you mentioned that, our growth so far over the last sixteen months since we launched uh, has been just through word of mouth. We are just so good at what we do to a point where we have not touched cold outreach within the first 12 months of our growth. We've gotten to the place where we got into just through word of mouth. People uh, just refer uh, uh, other people to us just because we do such a great job. And, and our, you know, not only that our creative is really good because we have that eye for it, but also like just, uh, you know, just the quality of the service. People... It's not like that the word needs another marketing agency, whether you do email marketing, whether you do paid ads, or whether you do PR or anything like that. Uh, people invest in people. So the, the way you make people feel is very important because that's where that relationship building comes. People come into the greenhouse, not because you know there isn't tons of other email marketing agencies out there. They come into the greenhouse because they just love the what other people have told have told them about how Carrie and her team works and how Munir handles all the outside stuff in terms of like client partnerships and client customer care and client success and all of that. And that's why people come into the greenhouse and want to work with the greenhouse. Yeah. So true, right? It's how they, it is. how you make them feel. 100%. Yeah. Yep. 100%. So is there like a common mistake that you see a lot of your clients making? Common mistake when it comes down to the email SMS marketing? Yes. I, I wouldn't call it a mistake. I, I would just call it just a lack of knowledge. I mean, yes. I mean, at every point uh, as a business, whether you're, you're, you know, whether you're selling a product or you're selling services, uh, it's not that, you know, it's different challenges at different steps. When, when you grow from zero to 50K, it, the challenges are different from, you know, growing from 50K to 100K. So I'll give you an example. As a brand, for example, uh, with email marketing, what might work for a brand that's generating, you know, between zero and 50K uh, uh, a month is completely different from what works for a brand that's generating 50 to uh, 500K. And that's different from a brand that's generating plus 500, uh, you know, to a million. Those, those strategies are completely different. Um, the one thing that, you know, that they have all in common is that if they're not working with a marketing uh, agency, an outside marketing agency, majority of the time, uh, the one thing that is very common is that they do things last minute mm -hmm. and they lack the uh, data attention, which is the performance analysis. They do not know how to interpret how performance was month over month and they just go based on guess and based on we know our audience because the majority of founders they love their product they love their business and that you can't take that away from them that's 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 very nice but also you can't just base your 
uh, you know, concepts and campaign concepts just based on I know my product and I know my audience. No, you really got to see circle back and and do like a lot of performance analysis to what you guys have done before and see, you know, see the trends, see the trends, read the numbers and see what works and whatnot, because those numbers tell you a lot of a story. And that's yeah, where they and that's I'm sorry. And yeah, and that's where the majority like majority of the time, that's where they lack. Yeah, just like with any of the other marketing, right? Mm -hmm. It, 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 pretty much exactly yeah yeah that and 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 it's on its own when you think about it we just implemented a new role within our company which is a data a data and performance analyst an account manager can do that but we also just wanted one specific person to like develop these spreadsheets just to like understand what we're looking for and highlight it easily without having to like you know uh, uh go in there as a marketing manager and do all that work and like I said, on its own, it's a role. And a lot of companies don't really have, you know, space and budget to like create a new role just for a data analyst to like interpret all of that. And if you work with a marketing agency, they should have like something like that in place. So you understand your numbers. Very true. So what are a couple of goals that you guys have for the next year or two? Wow, next year or two. <laughs> I kind of just look at my goals in, in terms of like a five-year goal. Uh, but um, we just started. So we, we launched the greenhouse about a year and a half ago. And as of right now, so far, we're hitting all our goals uh, externally, internally. Externally, I mean, uh, the amount of clients that we want to work with internally as far as like team and team structure and team size. Um, but if we look maybe like if I look down two years from now, we definitely definitely look into scale past, uh, you know, uh, profitably past the uh, the seven figure digits all the way. And I would say, you know, just we don't really want to build a huge company, but we we want to like just build a place that is actually good where you still care and maintain those relationships because when you grow after a certain level uh, you don't really you're not really in the picture anymore as a founder but we still want to be in the picture so because we care about those relationships those relationships are what matters to us the most but obviously grow profitably and be in a place where we're making an impact uh, as far as like internally and team um, the reason why we started this company is because Carrie and I hit a blocker in our careers. Uh, when I was a civil engineer, I got into a place where I was next in line to take the full-time position. And unfortunately, you know, uh, that wasn't there. So I had to like figure out, you know, how can I do this on my own without having to rely on somebody else giving me the opportunity to reach that next level. Uh, and something that we really take proud of is creating this place and curating the place for uh, young entrepreneurs and young marketers who want to build a name for themselves. People who are very hungry and committed to working with it, with within, surround themselves with people like us who want to grow and also committed to making this a success. Uh, and that's the main reason why we actually started the company. It's fun how, like, it's nice how you guys have like that outward view and it's like, who can I help more than like, what's in it for me type of idea. It always seems to help the company grow more. hundred percent. There is no, there's no doubt about that. You only can go 
And it's funny that you say that. It's a really good point. That's kind of like you don't really like see a lot because after a certain after a certain time as an entrepreneur, uh, sometimes you get blindfolded with you know just revenue and you just want to make more and just I just want to make more, make more, make more. But it's really not the bigger picture. Money is not the picture. Yes, it's 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 good. It will open a lot of doors. It will create a lot of opportunities and all of that. But that comes. That's a given. But how much impact do you make? That's what it all comes down to. Uh, and who can you help? When I walked into the engineering department on my first day of job, the onboarding was terrible. I was sitting at the inter- I was sitting at the reception, uh, and, and my engineer colleague might hear this down the road because I'll put it on my social media and all of that. But it's okay. I'm not blaming anybody for it. <laughs> they just didn't have an onboarding process in place, and that's things that you learn as an entrepreneur. They didn't have that. When I have now that we have an onboarding, you know, process within the greenhouse, and I bring everyone to it, every new hire, I'm so excited and hyped because I missed that on my engineering job. I walked in and I was. Treated that they thought that I was just there to apply for a permit for like a construction permit or something like that. And so uh, an hour later, someone just came in from the department. They said, oh, you've been sitting here for an hour. Have you been helped? I was like, no, I'm the new insert. They're like, oh my God, well, like we, we didn't know about it. No one, no one told us. And uh, that's one thing because that new onboarding makes an impact. So when we bring people on and when we bring people on board, uh, it's really not about what's in it for us and, and 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 what we need from you and all of that. It's more like, how is this place could help you achieve your goals and become a better person? And that's how we also construct our job description too. It's like, what how, what's in this place for these people when they come in and, you know, you want them to give you their hundred, but how can you give them their hundred too and help them achieve their goals? Yeah also shows that communication is very important. <laughs> 100%. Communication is is very important. I mean, you got to be very open-minded and have those, you know, open doors for open dialogue between everyone. And just have like, you know, um, a very transparent policy within the company, which is, which is really, which is, which is, which is easy to also like just create when, when we're all on the same page. And that's really important to us as well, because culture is one of the most important assets to us. Uh, no matter how talented the person is, if you're not a good culture fit, it's not going to work out. No. And that that applies to every company. If you're not a good culture fit, if we don't have the same vision and mission and values, and if we have the same view for the future, I think we can be successfully like work together and, and crush it. Mm-hmm. Totally. Because you're all heading the same place, right? 100%. You're just going to hit there faster when you have, you know, 10 people that believe in the same thing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Do you have any tips or pieces of advice for starting a company from zero and then scaling it to like the six or the five, six or seven figures? Wow. That's, (laughs) isn't that the million dollar question that everyone, everyone will, will ask all the time? The advice, and I'm not the person to always like give advice because I just rather I rather listen. Oh, uh, <laughs> but my advice to anyone who wants to start is that um, first thing first, when we started our first business model was a drop shipping the was a drop shipping company that sells light features uh, like the decorative light features. Uh, two months later, we designed the website, we figured out the branding, we designed the logo. Mind you, we did this all on our own. We wrote all the copy on the website. We just thought we had time for that. You know, not that we had a lot of time because we still worked our full-time jobs. And then we had to do it afterwards or wake up at 5 a.m. so we can put in at least like two hour 
of our time into it before we go to our full-time jobs. Uh, two months down the road, we acknowledged that, wow, there is a lot of liability in this business model because by the time uh, the product ships from China, from the manufacturer to the client, it's already damaged and has like cracks because it's a glass. So then we had to refund for orders. And then we we're like, wow, this is not working out. I think we picked the wrong niche. Niche, <laughs> there you go. Now it's a new word, niche. What's a niche? Then, so the advice is that you need to like invest in books. And that's something that was my weakness before. I never liked reading. And so I started reading and I started finding a lot, a lot, a lot of like treasures and actually like how to start a business and marketing and all of that. And then we came across the idea of start something that you're passionate about. And that's when we decided to start a clothing brand, uh, a clothing slash fitness. So a clothing brand with the mission uh, into like, you know, couples doing things and investing on each other and doing things that they like together. So uh, the concept of like a couple, a boyfriend and a girlfriend or a husband and wife that are working out together, wearing the same outfit and just inspiring each other to drive each other to do better. That was the concept of the brand. But also the bigger picture was translated into a service-based model, which is the marketing agency. The reason why we started the clothing brand is to understand what startups go through from that phase of like zero to like 10K, whatever that is, because it's really important because Carrie's experience allowed us to see the bigger picture when it comes down to email marketing and retention marketing. But the, the missing piece to the puzzle was see what actually like startups get through uh, at the beginning when they start. So you really need to invest on a lot of like just reading books, spending a lot of time just looking for the information and just define what you know something that you really enjoy doing and and obviously you know with a little bit of research with a little bit of work it will come together it's all you need is to start that's all right yeah <laughs> that's a big one mm -hmm. you have to stop learning and implement right Oh, that's very important because you can't just like start consuming, consuming without outputting. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of execution. You you learn a little bit, you go ahead and execute. You learn a little bit, you go ahead and execute. It's very important because that's the only way you can see some impact. You can't just sit there the whole time reading, you know, it wouldn't, right? it wouldn't make the money. Yeah. It's nice too how kind of like each business model that you did grew on, on itself. Mm -hmm. And now where you guys are, having gone through like that clothing line or that, and even with your light fixtures, like, you know, you have more empathy from where your clients went through and you can have more of that compassionate relationship with them. Right. A hundred percent. Anyone can do any service, but not everyone is very knowledgeable about how the landscape of the business works. Mm -hmm. And when we did it, we understood the concept. You can't just come in and say, hey, I know how to run Facebook ads, but you don't really know how the back end of Shopify like works in terms of like, you know, how much product do you have in your inventory? And you start running an ad for a product that you run it out, actually, but you even have an inventory. And then later on, you have to explain why you're, you know, why, why your ads didn't perform well or why your customers <laughs> didn't receive their orders. So you really have to understand the landscape. And that's what we really wanted to do. We want it to be the difference because through Kerry's experience, uh, working with this, with with a multi million dollar beauty brand and being the director of e commerce for the brand, she worked with a lot of marketing agencies. And at the time, it was around COVID, so I was all the time like around, and I was, you know, my ear was open, so I was always like listening to these conversations and listening to all of that. And the piece of the part that was missing was that every time every marketing agency will hire a new person, will hire a new account manager, and assign it to the brand without actually like taking the time to help them understand what's going on with the brand. 
the landscape of the brand and where that brand is coming from. So knowing every brand and have, you know, having that experience that we started a brand and we know that the major problem for every brand is not funding. Brands don't really have a problem raising money and, and developing the product because any brand can do that. Anyone can, you know, find the location on Star Cupcake Shop and have this pink, beautiful store with like cupcake stickers on it and all of that. But if you don't really develop, I mean, if you don't really understand your uh, consumer and know how to sell, you're going to end up with tons of cupcakes in your backyard, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so the piece of the puzzle that's missing between selling the product and the client is marketing. And a lot of brands spend so much money in the first phase, developing the prototype or developing the product and the branding and all of that. And by time, the most important part is connecting that bridge now so we can get to the client. They run out of money. They don't have marketing money. So understanding that, understanding that a lot of brands spend a lot of money on the marketing side. Sometimes you got to have that empathy. And probably at the beginning when we started, we had to offer our services for free. And that is okay because we understood where those people came from. And we knew that we could help them. And we set goals that when we hit those goals, we will get paid. And we did get paid. So Makes that's you work even harder. <laughs> oh, 100%. But like you mentioned, that word is really important, having empathy. Having empathy to understand where people are coming from, that's what's going to make you like go a long way. Because at the end of the day, it's all about relationship building. Mm-hmm. And it's people investing in people. So true. I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Yes, let's but... go for it. <laughs> what's the best advice that you have ever received? <laughs> you're asking me like the best questions and i and i you know i'm i'm like i'm i do sometimes like freak out through the process of like these uh you know uh and reason all of that but i refuse to like look at you know questions you know and just get prepared and all of that and i just i was like you know i'm just gonna go open to it i've done it this is what i did and i'm just gonna answer i've done this i lived it i'm just gonna answer based on my heart and based on everything that i went through towards the last year of engineering school Okay, so I only had one class to graduate. Mind you, this is the same time Carrie and I started the uh, clothing brand. So just, you know, going through my last year of college to graduate as a civil engineer while still working as, you know, an engineer on the field and then also like starting business. Uh, When I was working as an engineer, uh, my role was the project manager and also like a project estimator for, you know, for uh, um, engineering projects. And throughout that the, the class, my last class before graduating was engineering scheduling and estimations. So I went to this class all the time as the kid that knew it all. I've done it all. Hey guys, I've done it all in the field. I learned about this. I do it in the field. I with real money, actually, it's not an exercise and it's not a problem to solve. Uh, it's not a homework exa- uh, exercise. Uh, so every time I went to the class, I was happy. I was excited. I was always participating. Exam one came in. I blew it up. I got 20 over 120. I, I was I was mad. I was really mad. I was really mad. I reached out to the professor. I said, hey, professor, like, we need to talk. He said, damn right, we need to talk. (laughs) He was like, what is this? He was like, you're the guy that's always participating. You knew your stuff. You were always bringing different concepts and different ideas to the the class when we talked about project, you know, estimations and all of that. Uh, But what's going on? What happened? Why, you know, 20 out of 120, that's not you. Uh, And I was like, well, yeah, it's not me because this is what I do in the field. That's what I get paid, what I get paid to do. I'm a project estimator. 
Like I've done this, like, this is exactly how we do it. So he, then he asked me like a very simple question. And I was like, hmm. he asked me, he was like, well, let me ask you something. I said, yes. Uh, he asked me, when do you come to class? Do you come to the class with the intention that I know this stuff already? And you just, you know, you're, you're close-minded to, to, to new stuff, or you come to the class with the intention that there might be something new that I can learn. And I was like, mm, that was good. That, that hit home for me. So as soon as he said that, that just, you know, I was like, you're right. I was like, yes, this is what I did. I come, I'm, to be honest, yes, like I'm, I'm too confident, I guess. So I've always came into class with the intention that I knew this stuff. He was like, well, that's what you lacked. He was like, my best advice that I can give you is don't you ever be close-minded to anything. Every time you approach anything that you even know, approach it with an open mind because the person in front of you might know something that you don't. And as soon as he, and as Virginia, as soon as he said that, that literally like, it's like 10 slaps that I was getting back and forth. Uh, and what were the slaps? It's like things that I was very close-minded to. Mm-hmm. A lot of things like friendships, relationships, things that I even missed out, like work stuff, things that I considered and I assumed myself I knew. And I wish I could like just stayed quiet and listened to the other person. And maybe I could have learned something new. So the best advice that I ever got was be open-minded. Even if you know, the other person could know something that you don't. And there you go. That's how you win. So true. We're teaching our, our daughter right now. We'll like say something. She's like, I know. Like, yes. Oh, if you know, then why did you do it? <laughs> oh man, it's it's very tempting not to. It's very tempting not to. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the best advice you've ever given? I told you, like, I'm not the person to give advice. <laughs> uh, I've learned through the process that majority of the time, people don't really like to take advice. They just want someone to listen, you know, and maybe ask them. Hey, like, are you, do you want me to actually like listen or give advice? But if I was to give anyone any advice, I would say, if you have anything that you want to become, you can literally become anything that you set your mind to. If you want anything that you want to become, you can become anything that you set your mind to. Uh, and, and, and why is that? And how does that will work is that the only way nothing the only way you can basically not achieve your goals or not achieve anything that you want to accomplish is give up is stop doing it because you will do it you'll make mistakes then boom you can learn from the mistakes those failures are very and this is the concept about school that sucks the most because they don't allow you to fail you go to engineering school and you you bomb a test and it's and it's bad and now you fail the class and that's that's why. And then when you go when you go out to the field and 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 you know perform as 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 an engineer, you are allowed to use your references because they're not allowing you to make those fatal mistakes in the field. So why shouldn't it be the same thing? So learn through the process, make mistakes because those mistakes will show you where the weakness is. You cover that patch, and then you keep going. Then you keep going. Then you keep going, and it just it it works. It all works. And just stay positive. You got to stay positive. When you're positive, everything else just happen to like attract each other and work out mm-hmm. and it's funny because it's like isn't life just full of building on mistakes right like learning to crawl learning to walk learning to ride a bike learning to swim get like, up again right yeah and yeah it's sad because it almost feels like in the school system that gets crushed <laughs> yes it's like you're not allowed and if you, if you make a mistake you're just this bad terrible person 
no, it's just like you're, you know, you're allowed to make those mistakes. And, and basically that's how you're going to learn the concept if you're, you know, and it's hard for people to even see the bigger picture when you're not making mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned that you're into reading now, or sorry, that you got into reading in the last mm-hmm. few years. Do you have any books that stick out in your mind? The best book so far that's on my head is called Traction. Have you heard of it? You heard of Traction? Let's say I have not. Okay, so there you go. You've, you're being open-minded. I love it. <laughs> uh, so, so Traction is the book that's been recommended to us from a lot of like fellow and, uh, uh, entrepreneurs. Traction is a book that talks about you know how to run operations within your business, how to build an actual machine that can perform smoothly. You know how to deal with your internal, you know uh, how you deal with your clients, how you deal with your internal team, and how you deal with the processes within your business, how to build those processes, how to build the machine. So the machine wouldn't break down when it gets to a certain level, how to kind of like uh, take into consideration your growth and forecast it. So that machine doesn't break down because a lot of brands, and this is what happened to us down half the way uh, last April, we got to a place where we scaled so fast externally, but internally we weren't ready. So when we saw more clients and we saw a lot of referrals and a lot of like interest in our services, we just got like the hard eyes. We're like, yes, this is what we wanted. Yes, we're making more money. We're growing, we're scaling, we'll take it. But we forget that we didn't have, you know, didn't have team members that can fulfill the work. And then out of nowhere, our machine broke down. We were able to fulfill up to the, you know, the standards that we hold ourselves accountable uh, to as a company. Uh, our machine broke down. We took a step back. We read Traction. I read that book four times in a row. There are books that you read, Virginia, and there are books that you study. And Traction is a book that I studied. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. And it definitely like solved every single problem of you know operation problem when it came down to this business. And then again, I'll probably like get to read it in two months again from now, just to refresh my my thoughts. But yeah, so far, Traction is my favorite. And the next time you read it, like, hey, I don't remember that. You know, yeah. And, it just, <laughs> and you get some really good notes from it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, Manir, I appreciate you being with us today. You're awesome. Thank you for having me. Is there anything that we haven't talked about yet that you wanted to touch on? Anything that we didn't talk about, I felt like I felt like we touched on every aspect of it. Maybe um, I don't know. I mean, just thank you for having me. And if you know, uh, uh, if any of the listeners enjoyed what we just chatted about, feel free to reach out. You can find me on uh, LinkedIn as Munir Buferdo, and I'm sure we can put the link to my name because I know it's hard to like write pronunciate. Uh, but yeah, uh, feel free to reach out. And you know, this is a really cool podcast in Virginia. Just hosts some really cool people. Uh, make sure you go in there to and listen to some, you know, some stories and find some inspo there. Uh, thank you. And yes, the links to find you will be in the show notes. Fantastic. Sweet, Virginia. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review. And I'll catch you on the next episode.